0: Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAC, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly.
2: Hello and welcome to the Woka Report podcast. Uh, We've got a special edition today. We've got a, a former player, a former Youth Academy product, who's just recently left the club. There's been a lot of talk surrounding him and the move and whether it was the right thing to do or whether it wasn't. I'm sure... He himself will let us know um, what he thinks, and also is growing up in the academy. But I just like to welcome to the Rugger uh, Report Extra Podcast, uh, rocker Report Podcast, even Andy Nelson. How are you doing, Andy? Uh, you all?
1: I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm all right. Um, hanging out in me my, uh, my, my sitting room, very comfortable. Yeah, same, Yeah. <laughs> I miss the studio. If I'm honest, I had a studio for the first time last week, and I kind of miss it. But um, oh, there yeah. you go. It's so just like in Scotland, oh though.
1: Yeah, like just yeah. nice
2: and chilled. Yeah, definitely. You've hit the ground running, let's be honest, um, four and four at the time of speaking. Uh, why have you hit the ground running so well <laughs> and how are you finding Scotland?
1: Like, I mean, like, when I spent my time in Scotland last year, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I think that Scotland itself is like a lovely place and that like, you know, like it's uh, the people here as well are very, very friendly, you know, I think because they're quite straight up as well as I yep. believe I'm quite straight up, you know, so it's like uh, like I say, I get on, I get, I can get on well with them. And just the football as well. The football, the style of football, and the games and stuff like that, from what I experienced, was suited to me. And have, have you moved up permanently yet? Have you? Yeah, yeah. I'm in a flat now. Uh, it's a lovely flat as well, by the way. It's 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 small enough to maintain. Let's just say that at the start. The but, uh, I'll, I'll be looking for something more permanent when I come back up in the summer, because um, I've still got stuff to sort out back at home before I properly come back up here again for pre-season, So. For the time being I'm in a nice little flat late and then hopefully some, something something uh, comes up better for, for next season. So I it's it's going good to be fair.
2: And it was an 18 month contract you signed, wasn't it?
1: Uh two and a half years.
2: Two and a half years. Even yeah. better. Brilliant. Yeah. And it looks like it's uh it's been the right decision so far. I mean, how have you found Dundee is a place as fans as a club because obviously it looks like a match made in heaven as we yeah, speak it's at the moment.
1: Fantastic. Like, I kind of I kind of say like I kind not really say how much everyone's been great to me you know even since the first day I arrived like I know I, I was nervous as hell you know I came, up, I came up by myself and I got a text to say "Oh, you in for 8 o'clock in your medical the next morning as soon as I got there you know like, like just meeting people and that as well you know like I say everyone was great with us and um, the fans were great with us as well when I first arrived you know like even like through social media and stuff all wishing me welcome um, and it helped me settle straight away like you know because it's like the idea of coming up here um, with the two and a half year contract uh sorted, it gives us just a little bit of time. Like these first like or this part of the season from January to the end of the season gives us a little time to settle in, you know? Yeah. I mean, I spoke with the manager uh this Saturday before I went up on the Wednesday after that, and he said, like, you know, like this is how we play, this is how this is how we can like uh progress here as a striker and as a player, you know, uh, moving forward and that like he said we probably won't play as much these six months but he said you can feature, you know and he said we'll grow you and we'll we'll try to give you the best opportunity to, to like I say to progress yeah um you know and it's just that little kind of like you know like like okay I'm here now I've I've got a bit of pressure off you know I've got that security um I've got a bit of time on my side again just see how it goes you know get settled in like like find find your feet basically um but it's like, I found my feet quite quickly. You know, the lads were brilliant with us. The gaffer was brilliant with us. All the staff's been brilliant with us. Um, and it feels like I've been here for certainly longer than since January. You know, I'm getting on so well with everyone. And, I was thinking it's only been about a month or something, hasn't it? You've yeah. Been really yeah. Recently. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it's just, it's crazy. Like, especially, it's, it's from how well I've been doing, like all the exposure and that as well. It's, it's something new to me as well. Um, because I've never had exposure quite like this through, like I say, social media, through papers and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's just a totally different, totally different world to what I've, I'm used to, you know, and it's something that I'm embracing it and embracing it well kind of thing.
2: And when we put the, because I, I put some questions on Instagram today and end on, on yeah. Twitter, and we said, then um, you got any questions, and obviously it's majority of Southern fans that follow us, I would hope, Yeah. Um, but the amount of stuff we got from from Dundee fans, and it, it was it wasn't even questions. It was just like, can you tell Andy that I love him? And I, was <laughs> like, well, I suppose I can, but it'd be quite awkward. Yeah. Um, but we had a couple of questions, and I've, I've picked out a couple because a, yeah. a lot of them are covering probably what we're going to cover anyway. From yeah. someone you may know, Luke Molyneux. Yes. Um, he said, "Are you ever going to get your legs straightened?"
1: Yeah. Well. Uh he's only saying that because I'm not next to him so I can't punch his head like, but you know uh, <laughs> I'm sure next time I see that getting a cheeky dig off is like,
2: yeah I think, I think deserved <laughs> well deserved that yeah um, it was a good one on Instagram that I thought and I, and I don't know whether you think this far or ahead but it's from underscore Matty K where do you see yourself in five years time
1: where do I, where do I see myself in five years time um, still playing in the game hopefully at a good level uh, whether that be in the Scottish Premiership in England, you know, just just still playing and continuing like continuing my career and just enjoying it as much as I do now and or as much as I have done in previous years, you know. Yeah. Um like I say, like I haven't really thought that much ahead of it from this point on because this has been my main focus since I've came up here, you know, and that's only and this is just for this season. Um because we we're Dundee we're finally out of the relegation uh, drop, but we still got a lot of work to do with regards yeah. to staying up. Uh, so, like I say, that's been my main focus at the minute. But generally, I would have thought that if it for five years' time, we'd just just like I say just still be playing and continuing playing football. Like, really,
2: it's a long, it's a long and difficult question to ask, isn't it? It's like, it's yeah. like I feel like the interviewer, like a call center job at the minute, asking you that. <laughs> <if I'm honest. laughs> no,
1: it's, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like, it's it's interesting to see though, because like you see players that come into come into a. Like a football environment you see a lot of them that do well but then suddenly just drop off out of nowhere you know what I mean and it's it's like like what happened to them but for me like like I say I, I'm, I'm not want to think that far ahead but certainly if I was to think that far ahead it would like I say it just be just to play football as high as I could be playing that if you know what I mean like it's just just the way I think about it
2: Reading through the questions from Dundee are absolutely crazy. They're not even questions. Um, tell them I love him from Dundee. This is from Fraser McLeod. You're the one, and you 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 still turn me on, bro. Um, I'm guessing you've got a chant up there, mate. Yes. Yeah,
1: I've got. I think there's two of them. There's two I've heard very well. There's two that I know off by heart, like. But no, nah, I, I was uh, I came back down to the academy one time uh, to say because I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the lads and stuff like that. Like, and
2: yeah,
1: you know, it was. I've kind of felt bad that if, uh, like, I put it in a WhatsApp group, said, "All oh, lads, I've gone." Like, it, it it meant more to me to say that in person to them. So yeah, of course. I went back down, and they were saying like, "Oh, have you got any chants and stuff?" Like, I said, oh, "I said I got these," and, that, and they just laughed, you know. Then we just <laughs> cracked on and that, like, and it's 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 class to hear, you know. Everyone wants a chant, don't yeah, they? Yeah, do.
2: of course they do. Of course they do. So going back to, I mean, I don't know how far we're going to be going back here. Um, probably when you were 6, 7 or whatever it may have been. Yeah. But were you a Sunderland fan growing up?
1: Um, I had a number of amount of teams that I'd, I, I fancied, should we say. You know, mm-hmm. I had m- many different kits with different players on the back. I had Beckham, Henri. Yeah. I had a Darlow kit at one point as well, which was uh, which was fun- funny for me because I wasn't really much of a DALO supporter. But uh,
2: There you go. Yeah. Ended up playing
1: for them in the end. Yeah. Was, <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. It's a funny old world, isn't it? But yeah, like I, I remember... Being hooked with something when my dad was taking us to the games. And I remember one time being sit- sitting in the stand, I'm not sure which stand it was, I can't remember, but I remember being sitting there behind the goal. And I said to myself, what the- One day I would love to play here. I would love to play in the stadium, like you know, because it was just class. <laughs> it's
2: mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Like, and you um, don't realize how big it is.
1: No, no, especially when you're young as well and you're, you're naive to think that one day it's possible. And for that to then happen, Granted, it wasn't with the senior team, but at the same, at the end of the day, I've said to myself all those years ago that I've wanted to play there, and I've managed it. You know, it's something that sticks with us to this day. Like, so were your family Sunderland fans? My dad was, uh, me granddad on my mother's side, or my my dad on my mother's side, or me mum's stepdad. He's a Newcastle supporter, but he he, he says he's a North East supporter, so he looks out for all the teams, but his favourite team's Newcastle. But the Someone's gotta support them. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, the, the for for what I think that is, they they just support me, if that makes sense. So wherever they go, yeah. like, so wherever I go, they'll support the team that I play for, you know? Yeah, of course. I know my mum uh, bought like bought some Falkirk stuff and that like when I went to Falkirk, she had a Falkirk Beanie and that and the Falkirk scarf and that like when so and she'd come to the game, she'd fit right in with the home fans and that. Um
2: I've got a Falkirk it, fan at work, season ticket holder. Yeah. I obviously interviewed Tommy on uh, Monday yeah said that I was interviewing you today as well but he, he said I don't want to talk about that because he didn't sign for them
1: yeah so. like there was <laughs> I, I, I I always said to myself as well when I left Falkirk that if I was ever to go back to Scotland I would go back to Falkirk mm-hmm. because I, I had I had a real emotional tie with the club you know like the the players the management the 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 owners as well and even the staff that worked in the building I was really really close with You know, I got on so well with them, and I had to. In January, I had to decide where where I wanted to go on loan, and there was a couple of options that came up. But I was primarily trying to get playing football in England because, obviously, like I thought that I wanted to be closer to home and stuff like that. Like you know, I said because I I spoke with one of the Falkirk lads last year, and he said that you like you should try for England. Basically, you know, he said you've been here, you've done you've done your bit, kind of thing. Test yourself in another area, and that only really add to your experience, you know. And that 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 stuck with me. But I was yeah. I was I was quite close. I think to coming back to Falkirk up until the point when someone said, "Oh, like we're ready for you to go permanently if you want to." Mm-hmm. And then that's just like I said, that was the indication when you just go, you know, I need to I need to go somewhere that's I'm gonna sit tight and start making a, a name for myself. Of course, was there any
2: player just to go back to the original question when you were sort of growing up and you're at? Yeah. Sunland and stuff like that now I know a lot of the time I mean I I went to school with Martin Wagon and to my memory he was he was a left winger and he's obviously a a centre forward now but growing up did you have a particular position or was there anyone that you modelled your game on
1: no I just wanted to play up front I just wanted to score all the goals
2: so I mean when it comes to growing up in the academy um, which of the because I asked the same question to Tommy Robson and I think you do build up a you do build up a camaraderie yeah. when you're coming through an academy yeah. because you're through different groups. But which of these teamers were you closest to
1: and, and why? The, uh, the lads of my age group? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, wasn't, I wouldn't say I was necessarily close to the lads growing through a school boy because it would only be two or three hours on a night when you'd see them and mm-hmm. it would be just training. I, I, obviously, we were close, you know, like we were pals and stuff like that. But I wouldn't... I wouldn't see myself going out with them for go for food or go to the cinema kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't of course. be like that. But uh, when we came in full time, I, I couldn't. I, I never ever thought I'd see myself where I'd I'd become as close as what I did to the lads there. Coming in full time, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. we, were, we were all such a tight knit group, and that like, I mean, I know one of one or two of us would annoy the hell out of each other now and again, <laughs> like, and there'd be a couple of eruptions and stuff. But for the group of lads that I grew up with, I couldn't have asked for lads better really because at the end of the day the, we all had each other in mind on what was best for each other and um, I think
2: you go see each other's games as well don't you you've got yeah, um yeah. Tom, Tommy was saying he went he's been to see a couple of games
1: up in yeah, Dundee yeah, yeah he has yeah 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 just seeing him just shout Nella and then he sticks his thumb up and that and smiling I ah, just like I'm like oh hello kind of thing you know, <laughs> and uh yeah it's 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 nice though because like, like I mean obviously me and Tommy obviously spent quite a bit of time together last year and stuff like that and I'm sure you can agree with this, that when we first moved in together, I think we were still working out with each other how, how we both lived, if you know what I mean. Obviously, like he, his way of living was different to my way of living, you know, because obviously we were both different areas and that, like, you know, kind of thing. And once we worked each other out after the couple of arguments and stuff like that, like, we, we both just settled right in kind of thing, you know. It was, it was great. It was, it was really good. So, it's like, a, you know,
2: as a young professional, um, there's a lot of good stuff said about the academy. an awful lot of good stuff and I think everyone who's a fan of Sunderland can see what it offers but um, and I'm just talking from your perspective how does the how does Sunderland and the Academy Light prepare you for playing league football and what's so special about the Academy Light that seems to produce so many like professionals across all levels
1: yeah well, uh, well the facilities is one you know you've got everything at hand there for you you know you've got the, the, the indoor you've got the you've got like the chain the, like i said just the facilities in general everything everything that you could possibly need in a training facility is there for you the staff as well the staff are brilliant you know the the physio department uh, i i i spent quite a bit of time when i was injured i used to research up my the injuries and like the mechanics of an injury and how certain rehab techniques could affect certain parts of an injury and how it could progress them or make them worse kind of thing like you know so that that Gives me knowledge as well to then, if I do come across a similar injury in the future, then I can know myself whether if it's bad or not, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the coaches, the coaching staffs, brilliant as well. Like I know, that, I know from a, certainly from a young age group where the 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 pressure of being a, a professional footballer is not there yet because they're not obviously not there to be. They're not there; yet. they're there for the enjoyment and for the love of the game. Like, and they certainly provide that that uh, that system where they come in, they make them feel like. Like I say, just playing for the for the enjoyment of it, you know, and that was what how I felt certainly when I was coming through as young, that they were there just to see like just to see me with a smile on my face and making sure I was playing for a love of the game, like yeah. But also at the same time, coaching techniques uh, t- or coaching us how to do things their way as well, or the Sunland way as it was, yeah. And that would only then filter up through the age groups and stuff like that, and obviously then as you progress through the age groups, it would then develop, obviously, into more tactic, uh, technical and tactical sides of the game, tries to progress, you yeah, into coming into full time, and then so on and so forth, but they do a great job of making you feel like football is right for you, obviously, because yeah. they, they sometimes say that if you don't, like, they say it to us sometimes when we've had, like a, if we had a bad game or if we had a bad session a day, you've, you've got to make sure that you love football no matter what, because if you don't, then you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong job. Because you obviously you can't you would not be able to play your best without loving the game, like
2: no hundred percent I mean there's very very few players that seem to dislike the game, and there's a couple like yeah. so or Cotdo and stuff like that yeah. but I mean you're talking a needle in a haystack
1: yeah exactly um
2: yeah. was there any coach in particular at sonander well, which coach had the biggest influence on your game, both mentally and i suppose technically tactically physically
1: when i was when I first came in, there was a handful you know i mean when i was a, you know, when I was a young lad i was I was a little nightmare. Um, <laughs> I get I'd I'd spit me dummy out constantly. Mm-hmm. If I, I I literally I'd end up walking off the pitch sometimes, you know. I'd end up uh, crying sometimes, mm-hmm. just going off in a tantrum because it didn't even go my way. or I didn't score, or if I didn't do something right, you know. And I had Wayne Walls, who was a great influencer for me. You know, he knew exactly how to look after me and keep me right. You know, I had Ian Dipper. Dickman Swerve, he was a good lad, yeah. <laughs> um, like I say, like like, and that kind of like helped us mellow out a bit, you know. Like I grew up, yeah. and it's like it's like, oh, it's not all as bad as it seems, kind of thing, and that. But I think overall, the coach that had the most impact on me was uh, Elliot Dickman. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah I remember uh, Elliot as a player, actually. Yeah. Of the, I my had brother John Joe.
1: Yeah, and and Lewis as well. Lewis Dickman. Uh, yeah. All three of them. Wait. Like, like, to be fair, all the coaches had. A, a great impact on us because I took I took I took things from every single one of them, you know, they all gave their view on me and how I could improve as a player. And I took their word on it, you know. But um I had Elliot from when I was 16, right up until I was, like right until until I left really. And I remember I think I think I went through a spell of when I was 13, 14, I wasn't really I wasn't doing great at all. I think I was on the verge of being released, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was trying too hard to make something happen. And it just wasn't, and then that's when I get frustrated, and I get like a bit emotional about it because like, I, I care so much about how well I play.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: And it would get to us. And Elliot would then obviously then uh, he would like obviously speak to me and stuff like that. And then he kind of like molded my play style around four simple words. Really, he went. He just kept. He used to say it was just say to yourself, simplicity is a skill, and. I didn't, obviously, you see when you're growing up and that, you see all these players doing all these tricks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like the flair and stuff like that. Like, you think, oh, I want to be like that. I want to be that player that does something magical and then scores kind of thing and that. like, But then, obviously, as I grew up through the game, like, I I, I, I could see to myself that that it w- wasn't me at the time. Like I, It wasn't me. That wasn't my play style. My play style is the nitty-gritty, hard-working, pest, running about, chasing about kind of player. Yep. And then I enjoyed that. I enjoyed doing that side of the game because people would, people, the players that would come up against would say to me. Do you ever stop or any <laughs> chance in that like or oh, like kind of thing? You know what I mean? And it, it would make us feel good about myself because I was doing something that was affecting the game, but in a different way. You it's know? hugely
2: important to press to press up top, especially in today's modern game where yeah. the high press.
1: Yeah, that was something that like for me, like I always want the ball back. And that that was like that's what that stuck with me from being a young one like I say I always wanted to score a goal, so I how can I score a goal without the ball and I'd so I'd chase after it I'd constantly chase like and it just like i say it's just filtered all the way through us to this day, and it's one of my best assets, you know, and it can go sometimes it can can go a little bit unnoticed if you don't mm-hmm. necessarily play as well, but as long as you have that in your locker, in, in your lock, uh, you you can't fault someone for the effort and the commitment to the cause like
2: with the obviously the academy, there's your age group and and Tommy's age group and, and uh, Josh Robson, Michael Ledger. There's yeah, you sometimes look at the Jordan Henderson's and you look at the uh, say Martin Waghorns um, and Jordan Pickford, of course. Yeah, but if you look throughout the age group, like some of them do seem to set up a lot of players that end up making it in the professional levels. Yeah. Um, be that League Two, be that Scottish Premiership, um, be that the Premiership in Henderson's case, but. I don't know whether you can answer this um, because you're still quite young yourself but is yeah. there any players from your, not necessarily from your age group but players that you played alongside that you're surprised didn't make it further or are you surprised they haven't gone on to do more? Well it's it's tough to say really. Because um, some of them still could even the ones that are currently maybe without a club they still players yeah, that could come along yeah. so I know what you mean.
1: Yeah like it's all kinds of factors come into play as well whether they, whether they develop physically or mentally quicker than others and stuff like that like all the they get that stroke of luck where they break through and then kick on from there, kind of thing, or whether they've never had that chance to kick on, you know. But there's there's certainly been players that I've played with who aren't playing football now that should have be that should be playing football. It's because they, they fell out because of that that moment of heartbreak where they've been told that they're not either getting somewhere or they're not playing football, and then or they're not going to get the opportunity to play football at a good level that they've just fell out of love with the game and. It's hard to see that because I remember playing alongside of them and having so many good memories of playing football with them that mm-hmm. it, it does not, it's not that it's a waste, but that it's, that it's just gone. Because at the time when they played and they were on top of the game, they were some outstanding players. They really were. Who, who was mainly in your age group? Uh, we had Daniel Wright, David Lowry, Josh Robson. Uh, Luke's in my age group as well, Luke Mourneau. Um
2: was Gucci in your...
1: No, Gucci, Gucci was two. Gucci's two, three years older than me. I think two years older than me. Yeah, Greg Purvis, the keeper, as well. Like, there's like I said, there's there's there's, there's loads of them. There's lads that has, um, but like, they were good at what they did. If you know what I yeah. mean, their job, whatever their job was to do, they were good at it. What do you oh, make sorry.
2: of um, sort of Ledger and and Robson going to, to Norway? Because there's a lot of lads going to. To Scotland, you've got Tommy. Yeah. I think Reese Greenwood went as well. Yourself, uh, a lot of lads went to Scotland, and I suppose it's still a big move. Don't get me wrong, as a young lad, like yeah. I didn't move to Scotland until I was 24 and it wasn't for professional football and with all those pressures, yeah. And it was a tough move for me for the first few months. Um, yeah. going to somewhere like Norway where it's like eight pounds for a pint is a little bit <laughs> yeah. of a stretch as well. Yeah. But did, did you find that quite brave, or do you think that's very, what a lot of people yeah. like, are doing now?
1: They've, they've had they've took a massive risk and shift in their lifestyles and what they're accustomed to, to somewhere completely new and unexplored I don't think I could have done it to be honest I don't think I could have moved to another country away mm-hmm. from so far away from home to progress that if it came to it I would have done but I, I don't think I would have I don't think I would have thoroughly enjoyed it like unless yeah. unless uh, obviously wait obviously what won't know it until it happens like but unless, something, like, unless I settled in right away and got on with the kind of thing you know like I wouldn't know but to do what they've done and be a part of and, like, and play football weekend week out there is, uh, is something that I I very much about both of them you know I, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite very friendly with Robson and, and Ledger you know like so like I speak to them all the time and that like and they they love it out there they've done really well for themselves out there to be honest so I'm very pleased with them he's both. Been,
2: uh, he's been captaining oh he was captain in the side Michael Ledger for a couple of games and they stayed up and everyone expected him to go straight back down yeah, didn't they? Yeah yeah um I'm not going to say the team name because I, I think pronounce it's not it
1: a dinner. Something like that. Like, uh, I think I tell you. I let yeah, you do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't hold me to that one. I'm sure I'll get butchered for doing for it. Like, but you know, I, I know Ledger played for Viking on loan before that, and I think yeah. he enjoyed it whilst he was out there. So it was a bit of an incentive for him to go. Um, and but with Josh, uh, Robbo had quite a lot of. Uh, he had a lot, a lot to stay behind for. If you know what I mean, he had a lot mm-hmm. at home for him. Um, but like I say, that opportunity that's came across for him on his table, he's had to sit there and evaluate it, and he decided to take the risk, and it's it's working out for him. You know, he's making a name for. They're both making names for themselves in in over there. So like I say, I can only I can only hold, like, like applaud them for doing that because it's like I say, it's a massive risk at 20, 21 years of age Huge. to do that.
2: Huge risk, um, yeah, and I I, I I wish them well. I'm sure everyone yeah, does, along with anyone yeah. from our academy. Um, in terms of first team managers um we had a lot of them yes yeah. you, you know as a, as a fan and as a player but uh what was your relationship like with each first team manager that you you worked directly under and, and which one gave you the best advice and encouraged you the most
1: um i would have to say jack ross to be honest I, I think i knew jack ross probably better than the rest of the ones that i did when i had when i came across them really um because I, I went I went to St. Mary's for a couple of days, uh, like a trial period, for like, it was literally like three days or something. It wasn't long. Was that when Jack Ross was there? Yeah, he was, aye. Um, and Fowler as well. Yeah, Fowler yeah. was his assistant at the time. And I came up, and it was literally last minute, you know, it was like five o'clock at night. Ball, Kevin Ball gave us a ring saying, Oh, they want you in there, uh, they want you in Paisley tonight, ready for <laughs> training tomorrow. I was like, God, how am I going to get there? So my mum had the drive us up in that light, you know, it was, it was <laughs> it all happened so quickly. But yeah, they were great with us, like, I'd go in they, they, they showed me everything how, like, where everything was that kind of thing the training facility and that like you know and I think I was only 19 at the time I just turned 19 at the time and uh, like, they, like like through this, throughout the session they'd speak to us and then throughout like the lunch period and that they'd speak to us they'd come sit by us they'd talk, they'd talk to us about the, their league you know because I wasn't really much, I didn't really follow that much of Scottish football at the time Yeah. but they'd talk to us about the teams the players and stuff like that like and then when they came down when when we when he got announced that he was coming down as Sunderland manager, you know, it just like I thought. Well, you know that would be that's a, that's a good incentive. Oh, that's a good um, good opportunity for me because he knows who I am. He knows what I'm about, uh, and something might come of it. You know, so I was I was I was I was quite pleased when he came down because I knew I knew I knew from what I seen of him as a manager when he was at Saint Mirren that he had something about him, along with Fow as well, and it just like. Like I said, it's quite just, surprising, yeah. considering, because considering, when,
2: when you mentioned you went to St Mirren, obviously my, my first thought was that you had, obviously James Fowler, where well you had the whole lot, yeah. Um, yeah. but pretty much everyone at the, the, the higher rec of the club are St Mirren, or former St Um So does that kind of frustrate you then, that you never really, like you left under his tutelage essentially? Or do you think, w- w- how much of a say does a manager really have in moments like that?
1: Uh, I'm not too sure, you know. Um, I, I'm not frustrated at it, not at all. You know, like I say, Sunderland have given me everything. I have given me the opportunity to make a living in the game. Mm-hmm. They've stuck by us throughout all these years, like through the through the good for uh, the good and the bad times that I had at the club, um, and they kept us right. You know, they've they've shaped, like I said, in in the Twitter post I posted. They said like, they've shaped us not the person and the player I am, and yeah. to get this far, I mean. I know. I, know, I, I did say it to myself that if it ever came to it there where I'd go through all the age groups and I'd get to the last bit and not miss it, it would kill us. Because that was nothing. there was nothing more I could really want at the time than was to play for Sunderland. Yeah. You know, just that feeling of, you know, like I've been here all my life and to achieve what I set out to start from, a, even though I wasn't really thinking about it at seven years old, but to go through 14 years of the academy growing up there and playing for the team that I've, trained with all my life would be somewhat spectacular but even before but before that aim was there the aim was I wanted to be a footballer you know whether that be at Sunderland or somewhere else it it didn't really it didn't really matter when it came because I, I know myself I can't, I'm at an age now where if I'm not playing senior football I'm not going to get the great chance of playing senior football at a good level if I don't get out and play do you know what I mean like that's of that's obviously where the law moves and that came in for you know to to prepare me for that and prepare and to and to learn uh senior football and to test myself against senior players. And that like I say, that was something that Sunderland have came across and helped me with. Um it's something like it's just like I say, it's just something that's something I can never, I can never I can never not say thank you for them. Cause it, without them I wouldn't yeah. be in the position I am now, you know what I mean?
2: I think it was a really good post and I remember we said it because obviously you, you tagged us in it and I remember I remember reading it and I remember thinking like from a fan's perspective, sometimes you don't think that way. Our immediate thought is he scored four and four. We could have done with a striker. We are yeah. drawing games. You, you don't think that, you know, you, you, you're right. Um, it would have been quite easy for you to maybe think, well, I mean, there's got to be a part of you that wants to show people who might not have thought you could have made it, of course.
1: Oh, of and course. It, yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. And Without a doubt. But I think when you're looking at the perspective you put across I think everyone kind of was like well yeah actually that's right it's really nice that you yeah. appreciate it. and it showed a, a, a real maturity I think and I think you uh, know that
1: yeah I don't think that. I don't think many people I think many people forget sometimes where they came from and mm-hmm. what they had to do to or what they've been through to get to where they are kind of thing I think a lot of people just for me um, I remember I can't remember who, who said it someone was speaking to my mum at one game I can't remember who was speaking to her about it but they said Andrew's the type of kid that would play football for 300 a quid a week rather than be sitting on someone's bench for five grand a week or something like that, you know? And that was, that, that's like, it's just that, I don't know, it's just that kind of thing where as long as I'm playing football, I'm happy. And I got to a point where I played 23s football for a couple of years. And when I first went into it, you know, it was another level, it was another step. And granted, I might not have scored as much as I wanted to or played as much as I wanted to, but then I'd been out and tasted, first team experience with the loans and went to. And then to come back into that under 23s environment, it was quite hard. Cause you get that kind of spotlight kind of feel, feeling when yeah, you definitely. go to a first team, you know, and because like I say, when I, I went to Falkirk and I, I I I think I did personally I think I did well as well, you know? Yeah. Um and to get the reaction from that, like I say, that spotlight where the fans are, like I could walk down the street and people would stop me, ask me how I'm doing, you know, like they recognize me and that like it's it's mad. It's it's something that what I've been not not necessarily that obviously like feeling to go out and get recognised, but to be playing first team is what I wanted to be doing, and because I'm not wasn't getting that at Sunderland, it was only right that that I could go out that uh, they'd they let me go out and play first team football with Sunderland as well, though. And I mean,
2: as a fan base, you, you hear rumours now and again, right? So maybe you can put something to bed here, or maybe yeah. you can confirm something, but. Um, do you think Sunderland could have done better earlier for your development? Because it felt, and the stuff that have come through the grapevine um, over over the past few years, where at one point, and Tommy sort of confirmed this to me as well, where yeah. there was basically players in the team that were ready for first team football. Yeah. Um, you look at Luke Molyneux, you look at yourself, you look at Tommy Robson, players that were were not seventeen, eighteen. You were approaching twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, and. As far as I'm aware, you were kind of stopped from going out on loan for a variation of reasons. I know you eventually did go out on loan. Yeah. What's the backstory of that? And do you think that they could have developed you better a little bit earlier?
1: Um, in some elements, I would say yes. But in some cases, I'd say no as well. Mm-hmm. Like, as obviously, as you're growing up and you're learning still, you're learning the game the coaches are obviously going to be the ones for your best advice and know what's best for you because obviously they've been through it, they've been there and done it, so they have the better idea of where you're at development-wise. For me, I always said to myself, look, they've been through and done it, they know they've got the best idea of what's best for me at the minute, I'll trust them and do what they say. But then there'll be some times where I think, you know what, I'm playing well, I feel like I'm ready for another challenge, would I be able to go out and get it? And, like I say, it depends on certain players as well. like I say, certain players develop earlier than others and stuff. Like that. some people don't develop until nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Some of them develop a bit earlier, you know. It, like I say, like it just all depends on if the if the if the opportunity is right to develop them, by all means go do it. But if it's not, then protect them a little bit and make sure that you keep them ready to go and test themselves. If that makes do you, sense.
2: Do you feel like your loan moves though, because? Um, again, I've only I've only really off the top of my head got the example of um, of Tommy Robson, yeah. but he, he was kind of stopped from going out on loan because Moyes needed a backup for for Patrick Van Aanholt, and, and and by his own admission, I think he knew he wasn't going to get a chance, yeah. and that he he wasn't going out on loan wasn't for his own development or because he wasn't ready. It was because. He wanted to have backup for Patrick van Aanholt, but yeah. it, that, that wasn't really in the best interests of the player. No. Do you feel it was like that with yourself or do you feel like it was more a case of they felt like you were better served being at Sunderland?
1: I feel I think it was more of the case that I'd be better served at Sunderland because like I say I was still I still had a lot to learn I, well I still have a lot to learn now but back then I still had quite a bit to learn as regards to the, the senior game. Uh, I believe that because there was, there was quite a few amount of strikers there, so the, the idea was of me getting an opportunity there it wouldn't be any time soon, but if I ever got the chance to to, like to play, it would, be, it would have to be something like as if like injuries would happen or mm-hmm. alongside that, or there was knee strikers at the club. And I think that was what, that's what it was when it was the start of this season and pre-season, because we had no strikers at the club. That's the, that was when it would be like, right, okay, we'll test them and see what he's like kind of thing, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but like I say, for me, I I I think that I went, I think for me, my, my long moves were the right times, to be honest. Because um, like I say, I still had a lot to learn. I still had a lot to, to take into consideration about as regards to where I was developing and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like they did, like I say, they did come at the right times. Maybe maybe I could have done it, maybe might have been a bit earlier, you know, but it yeah. wouldn't be that much of a difference really because I would probably still be in the same position as what I was then. Uh, so, say if it was like six months earlier, say, so say if it was the start of the season, I go out on loan, you know, I might have had an extra six months to make an impact further down the line.
2: Yeah. And I suppose you could say as well on, on the other side, you could say, look at the form you've had at Dundee. You look like you've so far, it looks like you've matured in the right way because you, you're scoring goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: exactly. So you, yeah. You could also say that as well on the flip side because, of course, you had, had Hartlepool and then Harrogate, but it was yeah. really Falkirk where you
1: well, I kicked off, yeah.
2: Yeah, it seemed to be where you were like, right, okay, the, the lads ready to kind of make the set. Well, yeah. be it with us or or be it with another team. Yeah. How how important do you think? Because there's two there's two um, ways of thinking. I spoke to a Man City fan when we played their under 21s, and he was saying he doesn't like the idea of a loan system because it takes them out of the environment that they're in that Pep Guardiola's created. Yeah, but we're not all Man City. Yeah, um, exactly. My, yeah, my opinion is going out on loans huge for any player's development. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. let alone physically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I agree with that. How important was going out on learning your development?
1: Massive, um, because it, it gave it, it gave me the it gave me the thought processes of this is what my, this is what this is what I might be playing at in a couple of years' time or next year or further down the line in my career. This is this is what this could be like a similar environment to what I could be playing in in my career. Because like I say you have to take like as you get towards the ages of nineteen, twenty, twenty, you've got to take into consideration that yes, it would be nice to stay at the same club for the whole career, but that might not happen. Then what? So you've got to take into consideration that if it doesn't all work out at one, at one club you want to be at, you've got to prepare yourself for them, what you what might be expected for when you go to another club. Um, but everywhere I went to, they were all eye-openers. They were all learning experiences that have helped me think differently to the way football is now. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. especially the... The lower league teams, like when Harrogate was in the um, uh, Dalo as well, Conference North. You know, Dalo wasn't Dalo wasn't a full time team. Um, yeah, I feel as if like that there is that that brought me, that, like kept me feet on the ground. You know, yeah, because the, the the environment is different, and the lads the lads were brilliant as well. You know, so down to earth. You know, like no char- like characters, yes, but no big time characters. You know, no one thinking they're above. They're above what they are and who they play for, you know. Players that like play for the like for Darlo kind of thing, play play
2: for the yeah, almost play for the mortgage, don't they? Or yeah. A bit of extra yeah. Money, yeah, Yeah,
1: like it's like, and like I say, like, and then you go like say Falkirk and Hartlepool. I mean, Hartlepool was an eye opener because I, I, I do a League Two at the time, I still had to take my kit home and wash it, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you think well, that is grand, yeah. yeah, you know, like it's it, it's it's little things like that that make you realize that it's not going to be how you expect it to be and that just makes that like for me that just gives me the, the idea of that grounding feeling as well and someone do quite someone do really well at that at incorporating that from a young age as well you know like mm-hmm. the, the grounding and stuff like that I mean I know you'll get one or two lads that'll believe that they're a bit above themselves but the way that, but Sunderland have obviously got to manage that and make sure that they get the best out of them whilst also keeping them under control you know what I mean yeah, um, but like I said, the 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 loan moves done me wonders to to go out and get an insight of places of different standards, and you know, and like I say, that's obviously helped me progress further on and develop. Like with
2: the club and stuff like that, you've obviously made you made an impression at Falkirk, and and I, I know that because obviously I, I live near the place, so yeah. I kind of I remember the people who support Falkirk and the things that they said, um, and then you did really well at Darlington and, and I, I think Falkirk's higher level in Darlington, but yeah. you were you looked like that level above a Darlington. You scored seven and four, I think.
1: It was six and five, I believe, yeah. Six and
2: five. Yeah. Um, you, you scored a lot of goals and I think a lot of people in the fan base, because obviously we had dropped down and thought, well, you know, why not? You know, yeah. these lads scored, scored goals at a similar level at Falkirk. You, you've obviously now proved it at Dundee as well. Um, the really annoying thing, I suppose, which could be for you, and also, maybe for us, we've got a young boy at the moment from from Tottenham, and, and no disrespect to him, I don't know what he's like as a player because yeah. he hasn't played. Yeah. Um, but does it frustrate you that we brought in Kazia Sterling a couple of days after we let you go for nothing when we spent years developing you and we're taking a lad from Spurs for six months?
1: No, wait, a little bit, but not to the point where like I can like I know like obviously I'm I'm devastated that I had to leave, you know. Like mm-hmm. I had to leave the club and I had to leave my home to 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 further my career. But that was that's was what was needed, you know. That's what I needed to do to keep playing football. Um but at the end of the day, it wasn't really up to me to make that This de- obviously it's not up to me to make that decision whether I stay or whether I go. It's obviously it's what Sun and plan on doing in the future and going ahead and stuff like that. Like so I can only say thank you. I wish you all the best and Take and leave it from there, kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's uh, I I don't know much about Sterling either. To be honest, I, I think I've only played played against them once or twice, and they, this was going back a couple of years as well. I think when he was younger. So I don't really know much about him myself, but it does leave you. It does leave us wondering whether if I would have got off to as much of a start as what I did at Dundee down there. I like I say, I don't know the, the standard differences between League One and the, SP, and the SPL. To be honest, um, because like I say, I've never played League One. Um, but I do feel as if that if I was given a go that I I wouldn't let anybody down, yeah. By getting onto the pitch, you know, I wouldn't pass up the opportunity of being given that that uh, the opportunity to play for Sunderland after all those years of training and wanting to play for Sunderland and like living and breathing Sunderland, you know, like it's something that that I would like I say I wouldn't just pass up on. I'd make sure that I'd give it a, a, a right good goal like. I think
2: it's maybe a really obvious question I'm going to ask and when I'm reading it back I'm kind of like why are you asking a question that obviously um, but obviously you're a confident lad uh, I think you can sort of tell that from the way you've played and obviously I've, I watch sports in a so I've, I've yeah. seen maybe more than people might have done back home but given the opportunity how confident are you you could have scored goals consistently in League One?
1: Like I say I'd give it a good go you know I yeah. think for me confidence is massive and my confidence like for right now, my confidence is an all time high. Yeah, and I think that only helps players believe in themselves more. I, I, like now, I believe in myself that I can do it. Whereas in previous seasons, you know, you kind of think, oh, like will it ever, will I ever get a decent in of scoring? You know, like I'm like I say, like when I played 23s, I hadn't scored that many, and then I just as I started scoring for Falker I got injured. You know, and it's like maybe that could have been like the catalyst for that kind of thing, but.
2: Quite a few yeah. niggling injuries you've had, actually. Do you think that do you think actually hindered your chances at Sunderland? I remember you got. A, I'm, I'm sure it was Hartlepool. You got a really nasty injury. Yeah,
1: at Hartlepool. I um. I got. I got a concussion and I tore my MCL on my left knee. Um, that's right. 14 seconds of being on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, it was. I it it. Well, it does though, doesn't it? You know that set us back three months, and then I had two ankle injuries before that. Together, they were both three months each as well. So that's altogether. You've got my knee. You've got my two ankle injuries. That's nine months altogether. Uh, I've done my. I've obviously fractured my cheekbone through the off season. That was eight weeks, I believe it was. So that's two months. There. That's that's eleven months altogether for injuries. And then I had my foot in pre-season just gone, which was another four months. So that's fifteen months altogether out of uh, from being in full time at the age of eighteen. So that's that appears to be a season gone. You know,
2: yeah,
1: it's and that's it's a long 18. time, like
2: in development stages massively it's a long time yeah. in general especially at development stages yeah um i when i when i look through your time in in the in the youth squads and stuff like that and in the under 23s i think that's the one thing that stuck out for me is even players who maybe had lesser of a pedigree got like got a bit of game time a bit yeah. but I, th- I felt like every time you were close, so just like an injury there but yeah yeah I'm, I'm not the kind of person who who thinks um everything happens for a reason. I think that's a bit cheesy, but maybe it does um, in your yeah. case. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I do believe in that. You know, I, 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 there's always something that comes up that makes you, that makes you think that something happens for, that it happens for a reason. That, like, whether it be, I don't know, like getting injured for the sake of, like, so like, to be fair, I thought about it because um, I was meant to go to Falkirk on loan in August, mm-hmm. but I was still struggling to get fit because I, lig- I still had uh, my torn ligament in my foot without realising. Um like they weren't getting off to a great start, you know. Like they were bottom of the league, and the manager got sacked, and that like. So imagine if I went up there, and then the manager changed, and then the new manager came in, didn't fancy me, then sat me on the bench for the rest of the for the rest of the loan. You know that wouldn't have been great for me either. I wouldn't have been enjoying that. So that's 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 one way I kind of look at it. It's some in that in that sense as well. like just to kind of finish off obviously you've done you've done really
2: well and I, th- I think um, at Dundee and there's, there's been loads of stuff that you've you've touched on that and I, I think it's been really honest open conversation I think it's, it's testament to you um, okay. b- big one for me from a Sunderland fans perspective you would you, you were there or they were thereabouts with the first team this season yeah. um, you've obviously had a bit of experience which you didn't know with uh, Jack Ross what are the qualities of Jack Ross, and what do you think he can bring to Sunderland?
1: Well, he, he he's shown what he can, hasn't he? He's, the him and yeah. the the coaching staff have managed to turn it around. You know that the environment that we went into. So, like when you come into the club, the the whole the whole vibe of the club was different. You know, like it it, it was uplifted. There was a sense of that feeling of enjoying it again. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like because it, 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 like I say, the the results that the first team got in previous was yeah previous years when they would get relegated would be that it would be like oh like here we go like you know like it's another day here kind of thing like but mm-hmm. like obviously that was separate from us but it would still funnel down because you like obviously like first team wouldn't be doing too great and that would probably put, putting pressure onto like their staff and their coaches and stuff like that and then the manager at the times um, which would then funnel down to us obviously then obviously then, like I say, funnel down through the club and that. like, From what I've... Like, like I say, from the experience that I've had, he's, he's good at getting the best out of the players that he's got. That makes sense. Yeah. Him, farwan Potts, they all bring a certain... They're all, they're all certain characters, isn't they? They've all, got, they've all got their bits about them that make them them. That makes sense. Uh, Did he get
2: quite close to the first team? I mean, not just in playing time. I mean, like the players, because to me... I know you had your injuries and stuff like that, and you didn't yeah. get in the side this season. But um, you would have been moved to the first team dressing room, I would imagine, were you?
1: No, I wasn't. No. 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 Okay. Um, I think pre- pre-season I did for about a week when we went to Portugal, but then I I got sent back down to 23s changing room because I think obviously they started making the signings and stuff like that. Like so, it was mm-hmm. just more about when I came in. It was more about getting a look at us and then from then taking it then on because I wasn't playing much either. I think I only played fifteen minutes against Darlow, and then. Mm-hmm. However long it was against Hartlepool before I got injured, like so it wasn't a great amount of football in two games, but uh, I got on obviously like I said I spent that week away with them, and I got on well with them, you know they, they were a great bunch of lads, like you know and like even like through me being in the gym and stuff I like got when I was going through my rehab and that, like I'd always have a conversation with with a handful of them, you know I'd always say hello and they'd always say hello back, they'd always come ask me how I'm doing. You even through my loan move as well, when I come in through like my days of recovery and that, and they were training they, before like, they they warm up in the gym and stuff like that, they'd always say, "Oh, you scored again," kind of thing. And like, yeah, yeah, it's it's mad, isn't it? And like, I ah, seeing them we're looking out for you and stuff like that. Like, so it was nice of them to. It was nice for them to be taking an interest in how I was doing. Yeah. Um. And like I say, obviously like following the Jack Ross and obviously Potts and that as well would come in and say hey, he's bagged again and stuff like that. Like you know, and it was it was great. It just felt like we were all together as one kind of thing whereas in certain years in previous years you'd be feeling quite separated you know like you get dead like some managers come in they ask like oh you're right and they put their head straight back down and walk past you as if you were like just a youngin. whereas now it, or, or whereas this season it's felt like we're all in it as one like you know there's like the like the young lads getting their chances as well to come and play with the first team like some of them have made their appearances as well like Benji Diamond Hackett Lake Lee you know like all them players that have came in, it just feels like now it's a group effort as well as obviously being a senior team.
2: I think if um I think if Hackett um, fills out a little bit, I think he could be really good. Actually, oh, he's, he's, he's a good Hacker.
1: player. He's got an absolutely wonderful left foot. It's
2: unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you, you can see the qualities there. He's just, just so little. Yeah. Um, Aye. but I was quite small when I was eighteen as well. So to be
1: fair, <laughs> he's he's physically adept. Like is is built. He's very muscular, you know. Like mm-hmm. he, he is a good size of him. But like I say, I think because he is still quite young. In fairness to him, I mean, he's he's been that size since he was about fourteen. I remember. Like, <laughs> I remember. I remember when we used to pick him up on the bus for training after school and stuff like that. And he it was just a unit, just an absolute unit, you know. And it was just like I say, like I say, some players develop physically and mentally different at different times and stuff. So it's more about sticking with them and making sure they get the best out of them through the meantime whilst they go through that stage of development. So, you touched like, on
2: the the first team players before as well, by the way. One thing I did want to ask, and I was going to ask it maybe slightly differently, but I, I, I want to kind of maybe ask it a bit more direct. Yeah. I was going to say over your time at Sunderland, who was the senior pros you go to for advice, but I, I think everyone knows John O'Shea, Wes yeah. Brown, Jermaine yeah. Defoe, but out of the current crop, um, what I'm kind of curious of is you've got the likes of Chris Maguire you've got the likes of Aidan yeah. McGeady um, who definitely have a character yeah. um, and I think especially with Netflix Aiden McGeady came across as a very straight talker yeah,
1: um, yeah. could
2: not could you approach but how good would the likes of Chris Maguire McGeady players like that are maybe 30-31 um, for the young lads could you approach them
1: yeah I think like it, 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 it depends certainly on the type of person that's wanting to ask a question mm-hmm like I say, for me, I'm quite straightforward. So if there was a question that needed to be asked, I'd, I'd go ask it. Uh, obviously, I'd still be a bit nervy about asking, it, you know, because there's still that, 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 that certain, you've got a place, make sure you stay in it kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt that if I'm bold enough to ask a question to them for their advice, that they should be more than willing to help us out with it because they were once in my shoes. Definitely. You know, um, and I believe you can do that with any of them. I really do. I didn't really have much of a chance to whilst I was going through my surgery, um, or oh, surgery, rehab, sorry, because uh, it was more, I was more than likely being stuck in the physio room. Yeah, I was, I was literally just in there constantly.
2: So you've seen a lot of Jack Rodwell in the past years, then.
1: <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, like I thought Jack was, for me he's, he's, uh, personally, he's great. He was, he was a good mm-hmm. lad, you know. And obviously, I didn't really ask him personally about his situation and that like, but like, Of course. And I didn't. I say I was. I was. I'm the same with everyone. If I if I wouldn't like to be asked a question about it, I wouldn't ask it myself. You know.
2: Yeah, of course. Do you think the but, Netflix documentary painted some people in a bad light? Then it certainly Good opened, TV. Yeah, it's
1: it certainly opened up my eyes as well. There were some things on there that I hadn't seen or that I hadn't picked up on through the club. You know, but at the same time, it's. I don't know. It's, it was. It's the the majority of it was. Is good viewing and it does give a great insight into how something was running. But there were some things where like I would look at it and I would think, did that is that really how it is? Or is that really the way it was put, if that makes sense? Like I say, I don't know if myself for certain, but sometimes it just seemed a bit off, if that makes sense. It's I suppose, you know, it's a I thought it was a great TV show. And yeah, I thought it no, was honestly great. not. It 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 I, I would. it got me so passionate about the club and that, you know, like <sighs> to, to see like, I don't know, it just, it was, it was great. Like, I like I I was, it made me want to play for something so badly watching that, you know? Like, because I think I just, like I said, I was just coming back from my injury whilst it came, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was like, yeah, like, this is what I want. This is, this is how, this is who I want to be playing for. This is a club that, this is the, this is the club I love basically, you know? And like, like I said, like, obviously things have happened turned out another way, but then like, again, that's football it is
2: but do you think one person a lot of people ask, and it's probably a too early of a question to ask if I'm totally honest I think yeah. but a lot of people will, will kill me if I don't ask would you want to come back to Sunderland yeah how soon would you say once you scored 30 goals in the SPL <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's the way I see it now is I've got I've got the repair Dundee for the faith they've shown in me you know yes like they've they've took they've took, an, they've took a chance on me to come up here and do something and that's something now I've got to repay them for, and it's some of that's, that's like I say, that's my focus now for these next two and a half years. That Dundee is the club that I'm playing for, and there's the club that is paying me to 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 play football. Even though that it's not really that motivated, but it's a business at the end of the day. You know, they're paying for a product, and they want to get the best out of that product. If you know what I mean.
2: Most definitely. So. Hundred percent.
1: Now, like I say, that's 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 all my that's all my focus is at the minute, but. Maybe one day if, if I ever get lucky enough or fortunate enough to play back for Sunland, I would certainly do it, you know.
2: Andy, thanks very much for doing it, mate.
1: Not a problem, um, thank you very much.
2: I think it's been really, really interesting. Everyone at Sunland, um, and I can say that without a doubt, wishes you well. Um thank you. Great to see you score and goals, mate. Just, um, just make sure because my family are all blue noses. Just make sure yeah. you've got a couple of passes out, like when you play them. All right?
1: I'll, make, I'll, I'll bear that in <laughs> mind, definitely.
2: <laughs> thanks, Andy. You Thank have you a good much. rest of the night, mate. All right, you thanks too. to you, again Thank you, Tara. Right. That's it.
0: Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAC, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange.